Concert program paid for by Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday morning. I'm Andy Brownell along with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? On this I'm, mild, mild I'm, winter January day. Yes, this is the kind of January weather I like. <laughs> Isn't it? We have really, literally been so lucky, so lucky. I know. This winter hasn't even existed, really. You know, we went through Christmas with no snow and all those mild temperatures. We had that really horrible cold week, but I was smart enough to go on a cruise. I'm sorry about you yeah. being here suffering through it. But it, but it was still only we one week. And, yeah, and but I missed it. But now we're back, and it's so it's been so mild since we've been back, and it's supposed to even be better this coming week. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to thank you for that. I forgot. Yeah, I told you. You said if you bring more and more. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Promise. Well, thank you very you're much, welcome. Robin. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and you know what else? I don't, you know who else is really glad? I mean, we're not the only ones grateful. We're not just, it's not just us wimpy people who don't like the cold, but it's also people who don't want to um, pay those crazy heat bills, right? Oh, yeah. So saving some money, which is really nice. I mean, I always say when one person gains, another person loses. So like the people who are trying to make a living plowing snow or running a ski hill or selling snowblowers or whatever, you know, those folks aren't exactly thriving. But for the families who are just working hard and paying so much more at the grocery store, it really helps when that heat bill comes or that electricity bill comes. And it's just less because the temperatures have helped us out. I think my latest bill was nearly $100 cheaper than it was a year ago. Oh, wow. Because it was that's so. Awesome. That's awesome. I, I could and, be at least 75, at least 75. But on, yeah, on top of just the warm weather helping us out, which is saving everybody in their gas bills. It's resulted right. in a glut of natural gas, which has caused the price to drop. Right. And so this is the thing. Even even though those things are out of our control, there are things that are definitely in our control that we can do to help with these bills, right? And I know a lot of people, they're just simple things, like especially now because so many people have thermostats that you can control with your phone. So turn the darn thing down when you leave home in the morning. And if you say, oh, I don't want to go home to a cold house, well, then get on your phone and turn it up 30 minutes before you get home and it'll be warm when you get there. And not everybody has those thermostats. So if you have to come home and then heat it up and keep your coat on for a little while or sit in front of the fireplace or whatever, you can save a lot of money by doing that. And I used to be so guilty about that. I'd leave in the morning and I would think, oh, I just want to come home to a warm house. And then once we went to the thermostat that we could control with our phone, oh, man, you can believe we turn that baby down to 62 when we leave in the morning. And then when it's time to come home, we crank it back up to 69 or 70. And when we come in, we don't even know it was cool all day. And the nice thing about that with the apps on the phone, you can actually see what temperature it is in your house. Right. To know how long it takes to actually warm it up. 
And not only that, but when we were on the cruise and I'm not trying to rub it in, I promise. But when we <laughs> were and it was so doggone cold here, of course, you worry about your empty house. Like, oh, my God, I hope my furnace doesn't go out or anything like that, because we'll come home to a disaster if that happens. Right. So we could just get on the phone and look at the app and see what the temperature's at. And it just gives you a peace of mind. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, so it's I a think worthy that's, investment. It's a worthy investment. That's exactly and what I was going to say. They're not that expensive anymore. I priced them no, and they're no, not. No, no, no. No, they're not. And then, of course, I'm sure you're aware of this, but there are um, the energy companies will give you like a kickback or a lower price if you're willing to cut down your usage during peak hours. Right. So have you seen those things in the mail, like from your gas yeah. company or electricity company? And I, think, I think we're signed up for it. Yeah, I am too. So they have the right to like on a really hot summer day when people's air conditionings are all running, right? And that's it's peak time. They have the right to kind of tamper you down. But I'm like, most of the time I'm not here anyway. I'm usually, I mean, not home a lot. Now, if I were elderly and needed the air on, I might not sign up for that. I don't know, but it's but another I way. I think it's quite more refined than it used to be about 20 years ago, they Is would okay. they would shut off your air for a good hour at a time. I think now they they have the capability of shutting it off for far shorter periods of time, so okay. you basically okay. don't notice. Okay, okay, very good. And I know that you know there are things like I tell people when it's time to replace your furnace or replace anything, your water softener pay a little extra and go for the energy efficient ones. I know people are always like, well, I can get this one for 500 bucks cheaper. Well, do you know how fast you're going to invest that 500 bucks in your energy bills? So when they talk about energy efficient things these days, I mean, they're not kidding. These um, energy star rated appliances and like LED bulbs. I mean, you save a lot of money using that stuff. Especially the LED bulbs. That's, that was really oh noticeable when sure, we converted sure. our house over. It was like, wow. Yeah. Plus, I you always, don't have to replace them. I always think about my dear friends, Tom and Wendy Haley, when I drive by Haley Comfort Systems at night when I'm leaving town, and there's like one zillion lights on in there. I think, oh, my God, how much is that light bill? And I asked him, and he said, honestly, with LED bulbs, you'd be surprised, you know? Yeah, well, it's the, still certainly plenty, I'm sure. The Christmas decorations. Right. Prior prior right. to the LEDs, they'd put right. the Christmas lights up and the dread getting the RPU bill. Yes, not even know the difference. Yeah, yeah. it's very exactly. slight. And then, of course, there are some old-fashioned things. Like, do you remember when we all, when we were young, we all used to go get plastic and put it up on our windows, and then you get out yep. your hair dryer like that 3M product, whatever, right. and you blow it and it would seal tight. And it might look silly, but boy, that saved a lot of money. When we lived at the Rochester Better Chance house, you know, a hundred-year-old house with those hundred-year-old windows, I'm sure we saved hundreds of dollars by using that plastic. And we would put um, these insulated, I don't know, almost like a piece of cardboard, but it was like insulation on some of the windows that like face the neighbors or whatever, and just keep the window shape, the window blinds down. I mean, clearly we yeah. didn't do that in the living room or where sun came in, but there are things you can do that will definitely 
cut down on those energy bills. So funny I story. Think, yeah. During that cold blast while you were basking in the sun on a Caribbean. I remember, um, yeah. <laughs> the the master bedroom seemed especially cold. Yeah. And I oh, maybe it's time to invest in new windows. Started thinking about that. And uh there was the one night it had really strong wind gusts, and in the morning I was awakened because the shade was blowing in a good six inches. Oh geez. I, well, the window was partially was open. open. Oh, for Pete's sakes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that wasn't good. And, you uh, know, another thing I tell my dad used to do this because he had a house that had, you know, they bought a small house. And as our family grew, they build a little addition out this direction, a little addition out that direction. You know how that goes. Anyway, so the room that he eventually ended up sleeping in because it was on the main floor did not have much for heat runs. So he'd keep his bedroom door open and he would get heat, but it was still a cool room. But sure. he just had an electric blanket, an electric blanket, you know, and he would use that. So if you want to sleep with your air condition or your air conditioning, your heat turned down, but you want to keep a little warm, because usually you just go to sleep with it on and then after so long it kicks off, right? Oh, yeah. And, and you literally do sleep better when it's not overly warm. I'm a firm believer in that as well. Yeah, yes. And you can buy now relatively inexpensively insulation kits for your hot water heater. Yes. Which yes. means they won't run as much. Plus you tend to get the hot water quicker. Right. Lots of, and of course with, with YouTube and, you know, just Googling things, you literally sit in front of your computer and say, what are some ways I can cut down on my energy costs? And they'll be in front of you pages of them. And, some of them are just a little bit of work, a little bit of elbow grease, and some of them are minor investments. Some are a little more major, but then you just put that in the budget if it's going to, you know, balance out and save you enough money, right? right. But those, all those things matter. They all matter over the long haul. Now, the one thing that we're not going to be able to do much about is um, control the cost of the insurance, unfortunately. Yeah, we probably should take a break before we talk about that. Okay. We'll be back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9. Welcome back to Rochester with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results with us. Of course, it's Saturday. Robin, before we took the break, you mentioned insurance. And everybody has noticed their insurance going up significantly. And we have to have it, you know, unless oh. you, I mean, if you own your house outright, you don't have any mortgage against it. You have the right legally to not have it insured, but I would never, ever, ever advise that because it's your nest egg. You know, I've said it a million times. It's your bank account. And if a fire would happen or a national, you know, natural disaster, there you go. You lose it all. So they, it, it's one of those things that we've got to pay it. Now, I have a brother who live one brother. He lives in Florida, and I, I just saw him when I was there. And he was saying that, like, it's hard to even get it. Like, insurance companies are pulling out of the state. They don't even want anything to do with it because of, you know, 
hurricanes, hurricanes. and <laughs> yeah and and risk factors and i'm like well then what do you do like if you have a mortgage you have to have insurance well the banks have their own relationships whether they whether they own the insurance companies or they just pair up with them i don't know but then the premiums are crazy i bet crazy so we we feel like oh we should be pretty fortunate we live where we don't really deal with hurricanes you know a rare tornado we don't really i mean we have a rare flooding we don't have a lot in the way of natural disaster but it's hail that's a big dollar problem here in the midwest because those roofs used to not be that expensive to get replaced but jeepers they are really expensive now and you have lived in this neck of the woods as long as i've lived in this neck of the woods we're really right. not seeing any more hailstorms than we used to see. In fact, I remember. But we're seeing a lot more new roofs than we used to see. Right. And, <laughs> and I think it's because, I think it's because, all right, let's just take it back. Take it back to when we had our very first house and we had to have our roof replaced. We had to have it reshingled. You know, I don't know. What was it? 1500 bucks? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It wasn't very much. But now, dollars $25,000, $30,000. Yes. And like, I actually just sold a house recently. Now, granted, it was a very big house and it was a very, very nice um, roof, but it was over $100,000 to have oh. the roof replaced. Yeah. Holy cow. And and for a while, we were seeing a lot of um, insurance claims against hail causing damage to the siding. Well, what would happen is the siding would hit maybe one side, the hail would hit maybe one side of the house and there'd be damage, well, then, you know, our houses fade, right? Sure. You can't. The sun. You, right. And so you can't expect a consumer to be happy with bright, brand new siding on one side of the house and not on the other three sides. So they were getting their whole houses sided. But I think from what I've heard, and I'm not an insurance guy, and I'm not going to pretend to be or gal, I'm not going to try to be an expert, but what I've heard is that, some of the insurance companies at least are now saying damage to the siding that's cosmetic is not going to be covered. So in other words, if you have little pepper dings on the side of your house, deal with it. Sort of like when you're out mowing the lawn and that rock flies up and dings your siding, you just look at every time you look at it, you're so mad because (laughs) right. But I mean, it's just like car door dings, things happen as they become used and they're not going to, affect the integrity of the house in any way, shape, or form. So the insurance companies are just becoming more reluctant to pay them from what I understand. And I can see that they're probably probably, probably going to become more popular to see even higher deductibles. Right, right. To bring the premium cost down. You have to do something. Yep. Because the people who, you know, when you get that house payment, that house payment is your principal and your interest we all know the interest goes up and down up and down and then there's the insurance and the taxes and it seems like insurance and taxes only go up i don't think they ever come down no i've never i've never seen them in the history of time insurance has ever gotten cheaper or taxes have ever gotten cheaper although one time i did switch insurance companies and i did find it cheaper but then that didn't last that long 
Okay. All right. So, but I mean, as a whole, I don't think it's like, oh, you know, the feds just dropped the rate on insurance. They're going down. Right. So it's not something we can count on going backwards, really. So it's something you have to keep in mind. Yeah. It's a real thing because that house payment, again, is made up of all four of those things. So as taxes increase and insurance increase, that does affect affordability on houses, unfortunately, as well. Yeah, and, you're paying that much monthly yeah. just for the premium. Yep. And another thing I've been told by insurance people is don't make frivolous claims. If you make a claim, make sure it's an important yep. claim. Because if you have a history of that, Mm-hmm. That, that'll hit you too. People think, oh, what's the difference? My insurance is going to pay for it. Uh, in the end, you're going to, I mean, yes, they'll yeah. pay the claim, but in the end, you're going to pay for it. And right? they may just drop you if you have too many of them. Yep. Yep. They have the right to do that. So anyway, just our little wow. pep talk about insurance today, I guess. <laughs> so on that high note, I will say that the interest rates are going to come down. They're going to continue to come down from what everybody is saying. And I also read that prices are going to go up. They're going to keep going up. So I think as the rates come down, we'll see the prices, you know, that will balance out. The rates will come down. The prices will go up. So while the prices are still somewhat lower than they've been, I would say, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent it's not that values have dropped. It's just that people are paying market value instead of paying over market value in most cases, because we're not getting into those crazy 30,000 over 40,000 over or multiple offers. None of that. Right. But I will so tell you this. I have seen some right. homes sell recently that I would say went for over market. Yeah. But there are still some out there that you can get at market value and maybe even a motivated seller that you might get a little money off or you might get to get your seller to pay a little bit of your closing costs or something. And I think those days are going to be behind us in a hurry. So that's why I cannot emphasize enough that if you're thinking about buying this year, don't wait. Come now. Come now. And yeah, okay, if you say to me, well, Robin, I was just going to wait because if the rates drop by 1%, I know that would really affect my payment. Yes, it would. Absolutely. So buy now while we don't have to fight with somebody else to get it. We don't have to pay over the asking price. Maybe, maybe even get a little bit off. I'm not promising anything. If houses are priced right, they're still selling for what they're asking. But um, And then when the time comes that the rates do drop, then refinance. Right. And explore, maybe hunt around for one of these mortgages that will give you one free one yep. refi. They yep. exist. Yep. I've seen I, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually had just had somebody close on one and he's a young guy. And so she said in the next year, you can drop one time with no cost, no fees. I Excellent. mean, come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we need anyway. to help. We can take another break, Robin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I know. Time is flying by. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Back in a moment on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. 
Welcome back to Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. And um, do you have any information out there, Robin, data? You know, sometimes you have a snapshot of where things are at as far as real estate markets throughout the country and locally. Sure. Um, well, we could talk about the fact that homes are still selling fast and there is hopefully more inventory coming. Um, the mortgage rates, again, are expected to provide a boost, right, to new home construction because that's where we've really kind of fallen short. It's gotten, you know, as we've been talking over the last several months, new home construction is it's expensive, like, you know, more expensive than it's been in a while. Land prices are really high. And then couple that with interest rates being high. Builders aren't either in a financial position to take the risk or just not mentally willing to take the risk. Right. Add that add that unnecessary stress to their lives. So pretty much throughout my real estate career, there's always been a decent amount of new construction what we always called model homes, right? right? Builders would build them and you could just walk through them and say, you like this one? Sort of like going to Macy's, right? right. Take it, spec here's it's ready for you. Yeah, spec houses, exactly. And that's just something that has really, really fallen off. You just rarely see spec houses. And when you do, it might be because a builder is trying to, you know, he needs at least one so he can showcase his work, his quality of work his finishes that he chooses so that somebody instead of just sitting down with him and or her and looking at a floor plan and trying to imagine now what does a 12 by 20 family room look like or you know these size bedrooms or what about this ceiling height so they they a lot of times it's easier for them to sell themselves and sell future products but then with low inventory then they'll sell right sure. so it's been it's been tough new construction i mean it really has um and land prices wow wow i have um a really nice i have a couple of really nice subdivisions one out in um woodland estates out in southwest you know the one that was um sandy keith's land his sons turned it into a development so i've got seven beautiful lots out there i think the average price and they're you know a few acres each and the average price is like mid threes, like three forty six or something like that. And but those so I was are wooded just, acres, right? Oh, they're beautiful. It's gorgeous. But um, we were, I was looking because I was talking to them on the phone some one day this week, and we talked about, you know, where do we stand? Well, there are forty six, well, fifty five lots in Rochester alone between three hundred thousand and four hundred thousand ready to be built on. 55 and of those 55 46 of them are in southwest and seven are ours now we did have 14 lots total in that development and seven have sold so it's 50 percent sold but there are still seven left but they said what do you predict i'm like well obviously i don't have a crystal ball sure wish i did man that would come in really handy in this profession oh me baby i would love that but anyway i did say i feel like with the rates you know, being kind of forecasted and promised to be coming down. And with people understanding that these lots are going up like crazy. I mean, we're watching them. Lots don't, that's another thing where we're not seeing 
lot prices dropping. Land, there's only so much of it, right, guys? I mean, we can't make more. So I think people are saying, well, I better get this lot now before it's even more expensive. And especially if they're building, you know, those big expensive homes, which is what we're seeing more than anything. Already this year, I looked at the MLS the other day, and already this year there have been 15 one million plus houses that have closed in our wow. MLS. Yep. Yep. So, and, and again, the people that have the money to buy those high-end houses yep. are people who are not as concerned about what the interest rate is for a couple of reasons. One, this is not the first time they're buying a house. So they've been there, done that, and they understand I'll get what I want and need now and I'll refinance it as time goes on. But they're also walking in with probably a lot, a of, lot of cash, a lot of cash. Yep. Whatever they sold, they had a lot of equity in it. So so they're not borrowing the whole money. Right. So anyway. Um, yeah. In fact, if you look at it that way, their mortgages could be very much smaller than somebody who was buying a first time buyer and what is now considered a starter home. OK, so I have to tell you, when the rates got so low, you know, when people were financing for 3% and below, and a lot of them well below, 2.25, 2.0, I mean, crazy numbers. Do you know that, in my opinion, every single homeowner should have refinanced their homes? But do you know that there are plenty of people who said, oh, I'm only at four and a half, or I'm only at five, I'm good, I'm fine with my payment, and they just plain did not refinance. It just blows my mind. I don't get it. I don't get it. I've but, witnessed that myself. Yeah. So, okay. Those people who still have a four and a half percent or a 5%, thank God, because they're the ones that are going to keep the economy going because now if they want to move, they're going to be like, oh, the rates are down to six. That's not bad. That's only a no. percent higher, percent and a half higher than I'm at right now. But those people that locked in at that two and a half, but they are hanging on for dear life because it's really tough to let go of that rate lock if they're doubling it or more. It's just but, harder mentally. Yeah, psychologically. But if you go back to the, the one thing you've always said is look at the payment in your budget. Right. And Don't, look at the equity you're going to get when you sell that house. It's your monthly yeah. payment and can you afford it? You work hard. You deserve room for all of your kids. They shouldn't be crammed in. You know what I mean? It's like some people just think, oh, my God, we're bursting at the seams and we need a bigger house, but we just can't let go of this interest rate. I'm like, life is short. Guess what? If you can afford it, do your move up now. Again, we're going to get you the best deal now. Then we're going to get you anytime in the yeah. future. And so the money we save now, you can recoup some of that by paying a little higher interest rate. And eventually when they've come down a little bit, refinance. That's it. Easy, easy peasy. But okay. And as you, you pointed out, home prices, can... oh, that's okay. Home prices aren't going down. I mean, if you, you know, they've, there's a little right. bit of fluctuation as everything, but if you look at it as a, you know, year over year or two year, three year, whatever, it's it's well, a no. steady arc up. Yep, you got it. You got it. So, okay, days on the market. Properties are typically remaining on the market for 29 days, which is slightly up from a year ago, but that was 26 days. So when I say slightly, I mean slightly. Uh, first time home buyers are comprising 29% of the sales. That is down from 31% just a month ago. 
Okay. So don't know okay. what that's about. All cash sales comprised 29% of all transactions. Wow. Which is, so this is where I'm saying some people, doesn't matter what the interest rate is, they've got their money saved up or they've built it in equity from selling the last couple of houses that they've sold. So that's up um, actually from last year, even last year, that was 27%. Individual investors and second home buyers make up the biggest bulk of all cash sellers. So these people that understand, um, I'm going to buy, I'm going to gain, I'm going to sell, I'm going to take that equity, I'm going to buy, I'm going to gain, I'm going to sell, I'm going to take that equity. A lot of people make their, their money through real estate, using real estate as a vehicle. So regional breakdown um, in the northeast of the country, not of Rochester, sales remained flat uh, compared to, no, this is, this is just talking about the last few months, okay? Okay. So they had already gone through a big decline, though, with New exactly. York and everything else. Right, exactly. So they were down um, 9.6 compared to a year earlier. And the median price, hang on, this is what I've been talking about, was up 9.4%. So prices are going up. Midwest sales fell year over year by 4.3%. And um, median price is up 5.9% from December of 22. In the South, sales fell 2.8% year over year. And actually in the South, sales are down 4.4%, I'm sorry, 2.8% from November, 4.4% year over year. And the median price is up 3.8% 3.8% from a year ago. So all the regions, their sales have fell, but all the regions, their prices have increased. And I always, the only region where the, the sales did not fall was the West. And I always say what happens in California, watch it closely because it's coming, right? So in the West, sales rose by 7.8% from a month ago, but only 1.4% from the prior year. All right. So we're on the way up and the median price in the West is up 4.8%. So everywhere across the country, prices are up. And even though sales are less than they were this time last year, when we have this conversation next year, I'm going to promise you right now, I'm going to tell you that sales are up, sales are up, sales are up, and sales are up. Okay. And that's a promise. I have learned not to doubt you, Robin. So... Good. Got to hear. Okay. <laughs> so, how? Do I have time for one quick thing? Do I have time for one real quick thing? Very quick. Um, all right. Somebody nominated us again this year for Gwaltney Group for fan favorites on the KTTC fan favorites. So, whoever it was, thank you very much. And uh, you can vote until January 31st. So, if we really are your favorite, please go and vote for us. Yeah, you're running out of time. So, yeah, get it done. If they want to get a hold of you, Robin. Call me on my cell phone. Talk about anything you want to talk about. 507-259-4926. All right. Very good. Robin, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, thank you. That's Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.